Welcome back, Dirty Birdies. I'm Jackie. I'm Shirley. And this is the Dirty Birdie Book Club. <sighs> welcome, welcome. So happy you guys are here. I'm so happy we're here. I know. Today, Jackie's been waiting for I today. I have been waiting to talk about this book since we started this <laughs> podcast. So the book is Promises and Pomegranates. Yes, by Sav R. Miller. I actually just got uh, my best friend went to the book bonanza that just happened at the end of June, June in Texas, and she I gave her a copy of Promises and Pomegranates, and Savor Miller yes! signed it! <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. She uh, said that she got me some swag, too, so ooh. I'm very excited to find out what this swag is. Oh, you haven't gotten it back yet. No, no, oh, I'm okay. going to see her next weekend. Oh, right, right, right. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, so excited. So, I love this book. I'm just going to come out and say it now. I love this book. This is my favorite book. Like I was telling you, this book got me back into reading as an adult. So I was actually um, really into this webtoon series called Lore Olympus. Oh, I have heard of them. Mm -hmm. So it's about Hades and Persephone. And I was I was really into it. And I started joining all these like groups on it and shit. And people were like, oh, well, if you like Lore Olympus, mm -hmm. then you'll like these two books that are like Hades and Persephone like spice books and so one of them was Neon Gods and one of them was Promises and Pomegranates. Love Neon Gods we will talk about that at a later date as well but Promises and Pomegranates just stole your heart stole my heart. I read Sav R. Miller's entire published works Wow. Yeah I just really like the way she writes mm -hmm. really like the way she writes Sad Face, the last book in this series, just came out. Forever. Forever. Oh. She's done this series. The Monsters and Muses series is done. Come to close. Yeah. Um, she is, however, starting a new series, which I forget what it's called, but it's supposed to be, like, in the future, these people's kids. Like, the next oh, generation. okay. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. Like I said, I really like her writing, so I'd be more than happy to try it, mm -hmm. but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Definitely worth a shot. Yeah. So, um, why don't you read us the back of the book, Sean? Yes. So it's duo perspective. It starts with Melina. Yes, it is a duet book. To most, Cal, 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 to most, Cal Anderson is a villain. Harbinger of death, keeper of souls, frequenter of nightmares, Dr. Death, Hades incarnate. They say he stole me, usurped my fiancé, and filled the cracks in my heart with empty promises, imprinted his crimson fingerprints on my psyche, and tried to set me free. They're not wrong, per se, except it was my choice to stay. Cal. To most, Elena, 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 to most, Elena Rishi is an innocent Goddess of springtime, lover of poetry, angel of my nightmares, little one, Persephone personified. They say I ruined her, shattered her virtue, and devoured her soul like a succulent pomegranate. Embedded my evil as deep as I could possibly get and tried to set her free. They're not wrong, per se, except it was she who ruined me. And real quick, there is a little, well, it ties into the trigger warnings that you have, but it's, it's a blurb and bold. Promises and Pomegranates is a full-length, standalone, dark contemporary romance inspired by the Hades and Persephone myth. It is not fantasy or literal 
retelling. It contains mature language, themes, and content that may not be suitable for all readers. Reader discretion is advised. Right. So let's talk about those content warnings. So the content warnings for this episode, as well as this book, are graphic sexual scenes, graphic violence, physical assault, torture, murder, grooming, knife play, blood play, scarification, uh, and it's an age gap romance. Which I actually didn't even put two and two together until I read her trigger warnings. <laughs> and I was like, I knew I liked this book for a reason. <laughs> So you're like, if I hadn't already read it, I'm in. <laughs> I, I might just reread it. <laughs> I am in love with Cal Anderson. He is an extremely problematic human being. <laughs> but I would just die for him. I love everything about him. I love I love those you've said it before, like cracking that hard exterior to find the mushy, gushy man who just kill anyone who even looked at his woman wrong that is exactly mm-hmm. cal yes. Yes. yes 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 so we start this book at elena's wedding to yes. mateo not cal. cal so previously to this book cal had taken elena's virginity she pined and pined and wanted him and wanted him and when she turned 18 he was like eh fuck it Fucked her, you know. Their only communication up to this point was little pieces of paper with like writings on them, which we find out he thought, he thought was leaving for someone else. We'll save that. Yeah, so okay. So he was leaving little pieces of poetry on her balcony. Right. He thought he was leaving them for someone else, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be Elena that was receiving them. And then the night he realized it was Elena, she was like, "Take me." And he was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hard pass, fam. <laughs> pass forward to, yes, her 18. Yeah, she's 18. Then, then, yes, he did. Not only did he take her virginity. I was going to say, I hope, he's eight, I hope she's 18, especially if it's a gap romance. Because that means he's significantly older than her. So if she's 12 years, right? Yeah, so he would have been 28 when she was 18. Oh. No, 30. Yeah. He would have been 30, 30 when she was 18. Ooh. Well. It's fiction. It's fiction. I'm just saying, as an almost 30-year-old, I would not want to fuck an 18-year-old. I mean, no. But, you know, the heart ones but with the heart ones. So, not only does he take her virginity, though. He also he, takes her soul. He, no, he marks her. Yes. So, he does. He carves his initial into the inner part of her thigh. And, so, this was not my cup of tea. You didn't like this book? Not I love the book. The, oh, the blood didn't play, like the blood, the carving, I'm, I, the, the I'm lapping in, up the blood. Oh, I was just no, like, I know. wow, guys, like, what are we... Although, there is one part at the end where they're doing that, like, hate goodbye fucking yeah. before they, like, separate for a few chapters. <laughs> and, uh, spoiler alert, and there's that one part where he's like, I stand up and look down at her, like, like, her pale skin covered in, like, my cum and red fingerprints and like i'm not into blood play but in my mind for some reason i'm just like that must be like a really beautiful image if you're into that if you're into that right like just seeing her covered in like your like 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 imagery of what you just did all i see is like yellow crime scene tape (laughs) (laughs) that's all i see when you say that okay that's 
you know, I mean, I watch a lot of SVU, though, so <laughs> come <That's>... blood. Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm like, yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> Some jogger came through. Oh, no. Her. Oh, no. Oh, boo. Anyway. So, anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it does open up. Mateo is no longer with the living. Mateo has been unalive. He has gone to that sweet, sweet. Yes. And spaghetti bowl in the sky. We basically find out that Cal and Elena having sex was recorded and somebody's, and somebody's trying to blackmail them. Blackmailing. And in order to get out of the blackmail or Save her. follow. He's trying to protect her. By marrying her. By marrying her. So, like, he doesn't let this on to anyone. He's, like, um... He brings the black, because the black, somebody sends the blackmail to Cal. Right. Cal brings it to uh, Elena's dad. Papa. He has a name. I don't remember what it is. Raph. Oh, Raph. That's right. Raph Ricci. Yeah. I think it's Raphael. Oh, right. Uh, so he brings it to Elena's dad, who is his old boss. Um, Cal worked as an enforcer for their mafia branch or whatever. And is like, hey, somebody... His like has footage of your daughter. This could be very damning. Let me marry her and hide her. And the dad's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> oh, I know. That's like, yeah, probably. Took no convincing. Yeah. And so that's what happens. Elena has absolutely no choice in it. Their first kiss is their wedding kiss. They have so, not kissed up until this moment. So I remember, like I said, this was my first book getting back into being mm-hmm. an adult and reading. And I didn't know it was smut when I first read it. Oh. <laughs> so I read the first chapter, and I think it's, like, the first chapter from Cal's perspective. The first sentence is, like, my dick was rock hard. And I was like, oh, okay, it's that kind of book. <laughs> yep, here it is. Chapter three. First, first line, quote, my dick stiffens beneath my slacks as Elena licks her plump lips, unquote. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, it's that kind of book. Now you know what you're getting yourself and into. And now, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, it's a very much forced marriage. How about him making her sign the wedding certificate on top of Mateo? On top of her dead ex-fiance's body. There's a lot of psychological fucked up in this. Um, so there's this thing... That I don't like. Oh. That I've only experienced in a very few books. Okay. And it's when they have their first wedding kiss. Mm -hmm. She writes, like, our teeth were scraping against each other. I don't get that. Have you ever kissed someone so passionately that your teeth are hitting each other? Not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's never my goal. I never go into a kiss like... uh, (laughs) Not only that, a couple times they talk about, like, I felt his tongue on the back of my teeth. What is why? That? Why are you why back are you, there? Why are you giving me a dental exam <laughs> with your tongue? Like you should really look into that. Fuck you! Like, oh, I feel cavity bag there. Yeah, <laughs> out of my teeth like that. Yeah. It's such a like I try to imagine it. And I just I just can't. I just see like tongue. Like I don't get it. I, don't uh, I imagine it's on the back of the upper, like a kind of thing. I don't like it. That's, I don't like it either. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, I know. Um, so then, oh, okay, sorry. So then, Cal whisks her away to his. He drugs her. He drug. He drugs her a lot. She gets drugged a lot. They drug people a lot in this series. <laughs> it's a it's a theme. And she's just like, 
she knows it's coming. She like moves her hair. That's what I like. She like knows it's coming, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Here, like I know what you have to do." She also has a severe fear of flying, which we didn't know. We didn't until know until she wakes up on a motherfucking plane and like loses her his shit. private jet. Yes, because he's like a self-made gajillionaire. And when she wakes up, I don't know where it is in the book. I just wrote, quote, grinning like a predator. That got me. I was like, ooh, I know that face. <laughs> I was disgusted. I know this book very well. That he was leaving that. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. Well, it's about the notes. It's about who he was actually leaving notes for. Because he explains how they met. And that's when he says, like, I was actually leaving notes for Ribu. Right. So, so they go to his island. Right. And it's not his island. It's an island off the coast he, of Massachusetts. He owns a mansion that he used owns, to be a hotel. Yeah. And he does own a fair, own or invested in a fair amount of the businesses Bingo. on the island. And that is what pretty much is his in, influx of cash. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans ensue, you know, sexual tension and whatnot. Um, it does, and then at one point, you know, he, they, they do genuinely fall in love with each other, and he starts, like, giving a fuck about her emotions and shit. He did it, he does at one point, he's like, you're upset, like, is there anything I can do? And she's like, I've, you know, my sister's having a ballet recital, I've never missed one of her ballet recitals. And he's like, well, let's go back to Boston. So, they go back to Boston. And this is where we have a huge bomb. Oh, God, I hate it. Motherfucking lap. And speaking of mothers, turns out our lovely cow was groomed by Elena's mother, Carmen. So, Cal, I forget exactly, like, if he was an orphan or he just came from a bad situation. His mom died of cancer. That's right. And they found him in the hospital. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They found him, in, like, his mom was dying. He was, what, 12? He was young. They yeah. found him in the hospital. His mom's dying. He doesn't know his dad. His dad wanted nothing to do with him because he was married when he got the mother pregnant. Yep, because, mm-hmm. you know, men are garbage. Garbage. Extramarital affairs. He was like, mm-hmm. take care of it. Don't fucking bother me. Boo! You take care of it. It's your issue, too. You did this, too. It's not like I looked at you and got pregnant. Like... <laughs> Ew, could you imagine? No. No. Fuck I'm me. Sad. Jesus Christ. Ugh. So, yes. Yeah, so, they take... So, the Richies take Elaine... Oh, I'm sorry. So, the Richies take Cal under their wing. Right. And that is how Cal gets into the mafia. You and know, starts working for Raphael. Starts working for Raphael, and Carmen starts to groom him. Do we know... At what age the physical started? I think it is mentioned at one point. I'm not entirely sure. I don't go back. I don't tend to go back and read the scenes with Carmen. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Because fuck her and her predatory nastiness. Um, I don't think they fucked until he was of age. I think it was. I hope that she didn't. She may have fucked a teenager. I don't know. So, and then here's my question. We find that out. Mm Mm-hmm. And then if you go back to the beginning, when he's like, I was leaving notes for Carmen. He was in love with her. But her daughter happened to find them mm-hmm. and decided she was infatuated with him. He had the wrong balcony. Right. But so, like, when did he wake up from what the fuck Carmen was had been doing to him? When she had him almost killed. 
Oh. She... So, I forget if he... She was just like, I need this to end, and he's in love with me, or if, like, he started seeing how wrong it was, or what, but she orchestrated, like, she fucked him, and then she had someone come in and stab him, and, like, he almost died. And that's when he was like, you cunt. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll do it. I mean. Yeah. (laughs) And I think he was rather young when that happened, like 20. Ugh. Okay. And and so he harvests and he, like, just fucking. So that happened when he was 20, but he's still leaving her notes when he's 30, 31, 32. Um, At some point, he does figure out it as Elena. That he's that is receiving the notes, yeah. yeah. But I guess like I was so confused. I'm not entirely by... sure about the timeline. Yeah. If I'm honest. Okay, so we go to the ballet, right? So we go we're, back to we Boston. go back to Boston, and we're at the house. Yes, and Carmen decides to drop this fun little tidbit of information at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one line before Carmen comes down where, um, you know. They're a very proper Italian family, and they're like, we wait for everyone to be at the table before we start eating. Mama's not here. But Cal starts digging in. Digging in. And he's just like, I'm murdering Elena's dad. And Elena leans over and is like, why are you and my dad having, like, a who's bigger contest? And Cal looks at her and is like, there's no contest. I'm bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay! (laughs) That's amazing. Um, but yeah, so Carmen is drunk as a skunk, which mm. apparently is her usual. A nice cocktail of pills and, and liquor. And uh, drops that little... And the way she drops it... Tell us. Disgusting. <laughs> I don't have any annotations because I just know where everything is in this book. Um, she drops it. She says something about Elena being a dirty whore. And Elena's like, why am I a dirty whore? Like, uh, Elena's like, why am I a dirty whore? It's my husband. I'm allowed to fuck him. Carmen, her mom says, quote, yes, mama says, leaning back in her chair. Hard to remember important things like who your family is when you're too busy spreading your life to the first man who has ever pretended he cares about you. My face heated, bile scratching and clawing at the base of my throat, dragging irritation up with it. What's wrong with that? He's my husband after all. And Carmen says, because your father wanted him away from me. End quote. So Carmen's a whore. And I hate her. And there's one point where um, she drops another bomb. Like bomb bomb right after another. She says at one point, oh, well, I hope you're using protection because that man is potent. <gasps> like. One of her kids is his kid? No, like, he knocked her up and she got an abortion. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, Carmen. <laughs> I do not remember that. Holy shit. Yeah. Um... So, Elena is obviously furious. Oh. And rightly he so. Had so many opportunities to let that little nugget. Here it is. So she says, Elena says, quote, you slept with my mother? 
I asked, my brain still struggling to process. Well, there was never much sleeping involved, if you know what I mean, Mama mutters, laughing at her own joke, even though everyone else on the patio remains eerily silent, one comment away from complete annihilation. I certainly hope you two are better with contraception than we were, because I'll tell you, that man is potent, if you know what I mean. She hiccups, confirming to me that she is at least a little high, although that certainly doesn't lessen the sing. Oops, did I say that twice? Unquote. Get fucked, you evil narcissistic conniving bitch (laughs) bitch (laughs) (laughs) and elena just like disassociates she's like i'm not dealing with this i have to go to ariana's how could you she's like i have to go to my like this is too much to process for me as a non-involved right 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 so like right after that they go to the ballet they go to the ballet and then they have like a booth so yeah they do have a private booth um, where shenanigans also ensue. We're so, ooh. Where, like, the best like, scene in the book, in my opinion, happens. Real good shenanigans. Real good shenanigans. <laughs> and, uh, there is a good deal of knife and blood play in this scene. Which isn't my cup of tea, but for some reason it really worked in this book. And I think it was the Hades and Persephone thing. For me. Okay. For me. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm not going to try it, but I was like, yeah, fuck it up. Fuck it up. Get it. Yeah, for me, it was, it, uh, it was, it, 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 that was a turn off for me, I will say. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. I, uh, really wasn't, I really wasn't, uh, at first I was like, why are you lapping at her blood? That was so bizarre. I mean, he's a doctor, like. So when Bloodborne you pathogen. were practicing, like, were you thinking about that when you were practicing on people? Like, no, I think it's weird. No, he's not like a vampire. But I, I know, but like, if blood turns him on like that, like, anybody I, got him rock hard at the hospital, he's just walking think, around. I don't think that's what it is, Cheryl. <laughs> it's not like somebody gets a paper cut and he's just like, boom, boner. He's like, Jasper. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Have we done spice rating yet? Oh my god, no. Okay, let's, let's, can we crop this out and put it in the beginning so that it makes more sense? Jackie, put this next section at the beginning. So what's your spice rating on this book? (laughs) So what's your spice rating on this book? I, it's like a seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. I I gave it a solid eight. Okay. Mainly because at one point they get into blood play and I'm not. I'm t- that poo pooed it for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not into that. But everything else, I, I yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. The, the shower scene. Oh yes. Okay, Jackie, we're good. <laughs> so anyway, not related. So <laughs> they go to the theater, and I think it's one of the best scenes in the book. It's a. I'm trying to find it. It's uh, chapter thirty five. And he's trying to be like, I want to talk. I want to talk. And she just wants to fuck. And he's like, is this what you want? And she just wants to fuck. And he's like, I'll do this if this is what you want. Right. But I'm just letting you know. Like, I want to talk. And then they fuck. And she's like, I have to go clean myself up. I'll go to the bathroom. And then she just disappears. Like, she knew it was the last time. Yeah. 
She, he even says that, yeah. and it breaks my heart. Like, you're fucking me like it's goodbye. Yeah. He says, don't do that. And she's like, do what? He's like, kiss me like it's goodbye. And I was like, oh. Oh, you know what really gets me? Tell me. <laughs> I love... God, I hope none of my coworkers or family ever finds this. I love when a guy is like, mm, so fucking tight. Oh, yeah. I just saw your thighs. Because he says it. Why is that such a thing? It shouldn't matter. But goddamn. I don't know. So it's, uh, quote, so fucking tight. I grit, memorizing or mesmerized by the way her tits bounce with each thrust, unquote. I don't know what it is, but when a guy is just like, God, you're so fucking tight. I'm like, yeah. Stretch me out. Because <laughs> vaginal elasticity is a thing. Scientifically, it's a real thing. Vaginal elasticity, yeah. Mm. That's why That's why we can have babies. Because the vaginas can stretch up to ten times their natural size. And then shrink back down. I, yeah, I wish I knew okay, with confidence that my vagina felt the same. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, but he'll just lie to me. I should I'm, hope that he'd be like, yeah, babe, your your pussy feels exactly like it did when we first started dating. Like, I'm sure it doesn't. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. You've had a kid. I know. I'm sure it's different. But he really, like, I feel like he wouldn't be fucking you so fervently if it didn't feel good. That's true. You know? <laughs> fervently. Yeah, fervently. I liked, quote, do you think anyone can see? She asked softly. Do you want them to see? I so hi big slut for voyeurism here. I'm I like yes. I'm not a big voyeuristic person. I like I like just being alone with my partner and it just being the two of us. Mm. I don't mind like I've been really interested in trying that whole like vibrating panty thing out in public. Oh, which again is still just between my partner and I. Like yeah, there's other people right. around, but they're not like watching or like why is about anything unless I'm like it still makes it enticing sure like yeah but yeah. I'm like I'm not a voyeur person I'm not I, I just don't get off on other people watching me I do however have you ever experienced someone watching you but, no okay I'm afraid that I they're will gonna be so repulsed no I will say that um it is a delightful discovery the hmm. power you feel Hmm. Being watched. Interesting. And knowing that, like, somehow, not only are you turning your partner on, but you're turning turning on on? a room full of people. Oh, Lord, no. I was just thinking one other person. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. no. It's insane. Like, it it makes, like, you feel like, like, people will, like, you hear them. And you hear them kissing. Mm. And you hear them start to moan because they're now playing with each other because they're watching you fuck. It's insane. Shit. Woo! Yeah. Mm, got my thing about. Got my nips hard there. <laughs> um, in the same realm, though, mm-hmm. I like... Uh, in the next page, Elena says, quote, I want her to know. Mm, there it is. I want her to know that it's nothing like what you had with her, that she can't make you come like I do. Fuck. 
I moan. Her jealousy is a live wire to my cock, making my ver- my vision blur, bringing my thumbs to spread her. Horny little bitch, you want to make mommy jealous? Please, she whimpers. Unquote. Okay, yeah. That, I was that, like, mm. I was like, that is a big dick energy move, Elena. <laughs> and then later on, you hear, do you hear something? From the other booth right next right, to them. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you hear your daughter fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big dick energy uh-huh. that I was here for. So she did, they did that. And then, and then she disappears. And then she disappears. Breaks and goes to with her Nona. Right. Um, which I don't blame her for. Were you surprised that she wanted to have sex with him after that discovery? No. Oh. Because it's not like he fucked her mom earlier that day. Yeah. It's been years since he fucked her mom. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you already fucked him already, so it's not like, that's what I'm saying, is like, if there's no active cheating. It's not even there's no active cheating. There's no active, you put your dick in my mom and then you put your dick in me. Right. It's like you put your dick in my mom a long time ago. And since then, you've put your dick in me multiple times. It's not like, you know, you're double dipping. Double dicking. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Okay. Especially because by this point, they were in love. She loved him. And it, it was fucking killing her. And then I, I gotta tell you, I was a little surprised. You were surprised she wanted to fuck I him? I was surprised she wanted to fuck him. I, I think it was a hate fuck. I felt like it was such a betrayal that it was such an anger they fuck. had spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. And in a previous scene, she talks about, she like makes a comment about the rumors that she's heard about him. And he's like, well, what have you heard? And he's like crawling on top of her in bed. Yeah. And he's like, well, what have you heard? And she's like, just the stuff my mom and sisters have said. And he was like, well, what has your mother said about me? So they're like about to get intimate. And she's like, why are we talking about my mom? And I'm like, yeah, why the fuck are you talking about his mom? your mom? She, yeah. He, like, he skirts around it too much. Should he have been honest? Absolutely. Like, Big no 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 bueno. But cow. also Carmen, who insisted she wanted to stop the relationship. Why wasn't that your first, your first card you played? Like he fucked me. Like yeah, I don't know. Maybe because she was a bitch and was waiting to drop. Well, that she probably was. felt she probably knew on some level that she was fucking wrong as shit in that situation. Probably, I would hope. Probably, but yeah. But um, so the. Sp- spice scenes in this book really did it for me so there's that one scene at the bar where like she bursts in on him and jonas oh so oh, it's right after violet is right outside. after we meet uh cal's sister his but we don't sister. know it's his sister and so we know we know from Cal's chapter. I'm sorry, Elena doesn't. Oh know yes, it's his yes, yes. Elena doesn't know. And his sister's like, "Yeah, I know Cal." Mm-hmm. And Elena's immediately like, "How many women are you fucking?" You know. <laughs> so she bursts in on this business meeting with Jonas, who is Cal's business partner and also like runs the bar and shit. He has his own book later on, and it is as well. Really? Oh yes, there is like a six-page blowjob in that book. I'm tired. Immediately tired. Six pages. So good. It's so good and so descriptive. And they do the thing that you like. 
the um he comes in her mouth and is like show me what i gave you oh yeah i do like that yeah <laughs> how'd you know i like that have we talked about this on the you, podcast not on the podcast oh, you told me okay <laughs> yeah i don't know i, do I like think that. maybe we did I know. I don't think we talked about. No, it. I don't think we talked about. But you it. have told me that you like. To oh, do okay. That. I can cut that out if you want. Oh, I don't care. Oh, okay. Um, it's fun. I thought of you when I read that. I do that. Yeah, yeah. You honestly can like you can skip books in this series. Oh, like if you just want to. Yeah, they're all standalones. They just tie into. The they same just happen numbers. to tie yeah. in. Okay, so it's the third book. All right, if you want to read that one. Um, it's a good one. The second one was meh. Okay. The second one's meh. The third one's really great. The fourth one is really great. The fifth one's meh. The mm-hmm. sixth one. So, one is amazing. Promises and Pomegranates is a, Your absolute favorite. A fucking amazing. And then there is Vipers and Virtues. Vipers and Virtuosis? I do, I have to tell you, they are some of the most beautiful covers I've ever beautiful. seen. Beautiful! Beautiful covers. Beautiful covers. I never would have guessed what was within those pages, looking at the covers, yeah. but absolutely stunning. Oaths and Omissions is Jonas's book. Okay. Love. Love that book. Love Jonas. Arrows and Apologies um, is Jonas's brother, who's the mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Souls and Sorrows is Elena's sister, Ariana. Oh, and Liars and Liaisons, which is the new, the newest last book, is um, Violet. Is Violet okay. Cal's sister? So Vipers and Virtuosis, yeah, is the only one that doesn't tie into a sibling. Oh, or like a main character. Who so is that one based on? It's based on uh, this character called Riley, who is from her other series. That ties into this universe as well. Weird. So she first wrote a series of three books that was about a mafia from Maine. Mm -hmm. And I love you, Savar Miller, but you can tell they're her first books. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Just like the writing style and... She was obviously still getting her footing and figuring out her style. Okay. Um... And I'm really glad those were her first books and she found her footing for this series. Because, yes, ma'am. Right. And so she, so the girl Riley from from that series is what the second book is about. Mm. Um, and there's a big trigger warning for lotion in that book if you're going to read it. For lotion? So there's a big stalking trigger warning as well in that book. And then at one point, the guy comes in her lotion and doesn't tell her. And she continues to use oh my it. God. Preston and Steve were talking about hotels and their shampoo and lotions and stuff. And some hotel employees called and were like, yeah, don't trust those. Like, there's definitely come in those. Ah. So. Do replace them every time? No. They do not replace them every time. Officially taking all my own stuff. I'll take it. Take every all your time. own shit, dude. Every single time. Do not ever use. Holy and both of the hotels shit. that we just stayed at, yeah. they had, it was like big. Stuck to the walls. In like a locked yeah. silver metal thing. So you can't take them home with you? No, no, no. Well, so you can't take them home and hopefully you can't fucking open them and jack off in them. Like, I, it was so weird. I was like. Like, so trigger warning for that fiction, but also real life trigger warning. Be careful at your hotels. <laughs> Ding. The more you know. Yeah. People are disgusting. I know. 
people are fucking disgusting. I watched this one, um, like, ghost... I, w- I watch this one YouTube channel. It's called Nuke's Top 5. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, ghost videos. Oh. But he says something... So it's, like, ghost videos, but, like, he also throws in, like, other creepy videos that people mm. catch. And he says he says this thing at certain points where he's like, sometimes the living are way scarier than the dead. I'm like, sometimes? <sighs> Lydia Deeds said never nice. trust the living. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't Lydia Dietz, but Beetlejuice said never trust the living. And he, you know, and he says he's like, like, sometimes encounters with, like, real life people are way scarier than encounters with ghosts. Yeah. Because, like, you know what urban exploration is? Is that, like, abandoned buildings? Yeah. So it's people that, like, go into, like, abandoned properties or abandoned towns and stuff and explore. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of videos that go really wrong because you stumble upon, like unhoused people who are living there or maybe like addicts who are living there and it can go really wrong really fast because those people don't know who you are might feel threatened sure so i just saw one the other night that this guy and they always do it at night they're always exploring at night and i just saw one that this guy went into some old abandoned school in ohio and came across it was actually really disrespectful. I didn't. I was really mad at the person filming. He comes across this like doorway that's completely blockaded, and is like, "Oh, well, like I want to get in that room." So he goes around the other side and like finds another way into it. There's a keep out sign on the door, and he opens the door, and there's like a bottle of Gatorade, some cigarettes, like obvious blankets and clothes, and someone's he goes, living. "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh, someone's been living here," and I'm like, "Then get the fuck out." Like, first of all, I'm not trying to encounter some random person in the dark in an abandoned building. Right. Second of all, if someone's living here, like, this is the same as just walking into someone's home. Right. You know? It's disrespectful as shit. And at one point, he turns and, like, there's, like, blankets held, or, like, blankets hung up. He pulls back a blanket, and the person's, like, back there. And he just, like screams and runs out and then you can hear the other person like screaming get out in the background i don't blame him like i thought it was extremely disrespectful especially because he was like oh someone's living here and then just this day and then just like keep keep exploring i would have been like oh yo my bad like if anyone's here sorry sorry i'm just like i'm out i'm just my bad yeah no like no threat sorry yeah weird I wouldn't mind. I do like the idea of exploring abandoned buildings. I was just going to say, I wouldn't mind doing over an During the day. During the day. <laughs> when I could actually see everything. I have this enormous fear of, like, in those videos, ghost videos, urban exploration, creepy videos, whatever, mm-hmm. when they just have a flashlight. Of it just panning on a fucking face. I have a fear of what is right outside of that beam of light. Oh no. Like what is like literally like the beam of light is like right here. Right. What's right here. Right. What is right outside that beam of light that I can't see. Oh I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Excuse me. I know. I'm gonna take a nap. What was this even caffeinated? I don't Dear know. Duncan, where is the caffeine? It's like it's a cold brew. They're like supposed I, to be. Oh, you have a Red Bull. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just saw your son. Oh! Oh! 
did that and I just saw you. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. That's that was creepy and cute all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> Say it, that's my tag. <laughs> creepy and cute. <laughs> that was really funny. So yeah, so the sex scene. So she barges in with um Cal and Jonas. Right. And Cal's like Alright, Jonas, get the fuck out. Right. And Jonas is like... And they haven't even met yet. No. <laughs> and Jonas goes up to her and is like, you know, be a little lenient with him, blah, blah, blah. And Cal threatens to shoot out his kneecaps if he doesn't right. leave. And Jonas is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember really liking the banter between I Jonas and Cal. Jonas. And that's what I'm saying. Read the third book. Okay. I really like Jonas. He comes into his own. Like, my two favorite books in the series are Cal's and Jonas. Okay. Yeah. So, then Jonas does eventually leave, and Cal's like, lock the door and come over here mm-hmm. to Elena. And it's really, it's a really sweet scene, because he has definitely used sex in the past to distract her from questions she's asking, but he can tell she's like, fucking upset because she slams that door open and is immediately like if you're fucking other people cal anderson you need to tell me right now bingo yeah and he's like what (laughs) so he's like come over here and sit on my lap and she's a little apprehensive and he's like sit wherever you like stand sit on the desk i just would like if you would sit on my lap Mm -hmm. he gives her the choice and, like, even though he's a big, bad mafia enforcer, murderer. I love, murderer, I, I love that the bar is that low. That mm. you're like, he, like, really cares. Because he, like, let her choose where she sits in his offense. Oh, my God. I'm so broken. <laughs> I'm no, so broken. Listen, my bar is not any higher. It's just so funny. Like My, my bar is just <laughs> feed, feed me and tell me I'm pretty. Um, oh, I have. I made a mug that said "fuck me" and tell me I'm pretty. Oh, that too. It's one of my favorites. I have your mug that says "just keep fucking going." I love Aww, that mug. I love that mug. Um, so you know, she does eventually sit on his lap, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand on her thigh, and that's it. Right. And she even mentions she's like, "I think he's going to try and distract me with sex," mm-hmm. but he doesn't. And they're like. You know, she's like, I don't know anything about you. And he's like, well, what do you want to know? She says everything. And then it switches to Cal's perspective, and he's like, I know she's going to say everything. Right. (laughs) She's going to want to know everything. And then eventually does turn into sex, and one of the hottest blowjob scenes. Dude, him just pinning her up against the door and fucking her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a vibe. And he praises her, right? Does he praise her while she does it? Probably, and that's probably why I loved it so much. Because <laughs> I have a horrible praise degradation king. A delightful praise king. Degradation? Praise degradation? Isn't that a juxtaposition? Praise degradation. Hmm. So I like being told... I'm a good girl, but I also like being told I'm a dirty slut. Mm. You're a good dirty slut. How's that? I'm I'm a good dirty slut. How's that for you? So, yeah, he has, he also has uh, good dirty talk. So he says, quote, 
I'm going to come, little one, mark you like you asked, and you're going to wear it out of here like a good little slut wife. Okay? Oh, that line. Unquote. Yeah, I like that he calls her. Little slut wife. He says that earlier. He's like, good wives need to be fucked, and I've been neglecting you, haven't I? And I'm like, yes. Yes. Yes, you God. Goosebumps. Look at that. I am such such a weirdo. And then uh, later he says, quote, I want it, I want to hear it. He says, tapping my nose. When you come with my cock in your throat, I want to fucking hear it. Unquote. Oh, and then here we go. Here's my <laughs> quote. That's it. Cal groans. The sound soft and primal. And I swear I feel him swell in my mouth. Ropes of hot semen oh, rushing go. out as he comes. Unquote. Did we ever find a word to replace ropes? We almost had it, and then I ruined it. You said webs, and then it was Spider-Man. I know, I ruined it. You fucking ruined it. <laughs> he doesn't say good girl or oh, anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I may have just made that up. I mean, he says, like, I want to hear it, like, you're you're a good little like, slut Like, he's not wife. quiet. Yeah, he's no. not. I guess good little slut wife yeah, is the yeah. equivalent. But I love when she's like, I walk to the desk and pluck a tissue, and he rips it out of my hand. He's like, quote, what are you doing? He joins me taking the tissues from my fingers. Did you think I was kidding about leaving here covered in my cum? My oh. cheeks flame. I just thought it was a kind of heat of the moment thing. It's always heat of the moment with you, he says. That weird fucking smile back in place as he maneuvers my arms back into my dress, pulling the neck up over my breast. His cum is cool against the soft fabric hidden beneath it, but I can smell it. Unquote. That is gross to me. I would immediately run to the bathroom and get it the fuck off my body. Yeah, disgusting. Listen, if you like it, you like it. I mean, when it dries, peel it like Elmer's glue. Ew! Oh, come on. You definitely did that as a kid. Oh, the Elmer's glue. Yes! <laughs> I was like, peel come off myself? Yeah. No. <laughs> My childhood was not that. The Elmer's glue. Yes, I did the Elmer's glue. Of course I did the Elmer's glue. I had some semblance of a normal childhood. Um, did you do the staples? No. Oh. All right. And I didn't do the pin thing either. Oh, that's what I did with staples. Let them dangle and chase people around. <laughs> Don't look at me like that's the weirdest thing you've ever heard in the abyss of a hundred hardcore books you've read, lady. Stop looking at me like that. Were you also that kid that would flip their, life, their lids I'm doing it right now. No! When I found out that Jerry had an eye thing, I would roll over that way. Jerry has an eye thing? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like eye things. Like, like if anybody's fucking with anybody else's eyes. So you would flip your lids and roll over to me, fucking psycho! Get out of my house. <laughs> I'm about to! Oh my god. Oh my, I'm crying. Anyway, oh no, my that's god. not a thing. If you ever fucking do that, I will never I talk to you again. I, I, that freaks me out so much when kids would do that. Why? Sometimes, I don't know, it's just fucking weird stuff! Stop flipping things inside out! <laughs> I'm like headed. Dude, sometimes, <laughs> so if I'm like rubbing my eye, it does and it actually does, I'm like, I hate it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know what it is. It just really <laughs> fucking freaks me out. And it looks creepy as shit. 
fucking dangly fingers flipping shit inside you psycho <laughs> I really like this book <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we're learning so much about each other <laughs> there are some things I'd be okay not I could do this too <laughs> oh that's not that weird it, yeah my dad used to be able to I used to be able to wiggle thumb. my ears I can still do it. Yeah. So that's a fun. I can flare my nostrils once again. I could never figure out doing like the tongue heart thing. I can only do that. Oh, like that! (laughs) I got good tongue skills. (laughs) I've been told multiple times. Anyway. Oh my um, god. Anyway, yes. Okay. So she's pissed, right? They fuck. In the, in the ballet show. Yes. And then she disappears. And he okay. sends her divorce papers. Oh. And because she, he thinks that's what she wants, right? Yeah. Right. He's giving her an out. Right. And she is not she happy. She shows up, right? At the mansion? She comes back, slams those down, and was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just needed time to process. And you're doing all this legal action. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Right. And he's like... Divorce papers. What? I don't know. <laughs> like, can you read? Know, it says, like, an, like annulment of marriage. Like, what right. Are you, right. Figure it out, Elena. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, and she's not a fan. Right. And they wind up reconciling. Don't they like fuck outside in the garden? They fuck on his patio furniture. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, they do fuck on his patio furniture. Does she show up not wearing panties? I do love that. The, there's a theme throughout the book where she's just like walking around the house because in like she dresses. Just wants to be fucked. Without panties. Right. Because in the beginning, he like left her alone and he was like, I'm not going to fuck you until like I have time to really fuck you because I won't be able to stop once I start. So she just like stops wearing underwear and hopes that he'll bend her over. And which I'm down for. I love that. I thought that was, I thought that was really sweet. Because, yeah, he bends her over the. He bends her, lays her down on the, like, patio table, and he says, quote, lift your ass, he commands, and I obey without even thinking, moving forward so he can slip the fabric of my dress up over my cheeks. He swears under his breath, shaking his head. Still no panties, I see. Adding adultery to our list of sins, or are you hoping to get lucky? One of my hands comes up, flattening between my breasts, urge one of his hands come up, one of his hands comes up, flattening between my breasts, urging me to go. One of his hands comes up, urging. You're too flustered. Where is it? It's okay. It's okay. I got it. <laughs> it's too hot and heavy. One of his hands comes up, flattening between my breasts, urging me down. I go without complaint, hissing as my bare back touches or comes into contact with the cool glass surface, followed quickly by my shoulders as he pushes me all the way down. Teeth scrape me, and I jolt, the sharp bite sending a flash of delight through me. I was hoping to get lucky. I say, knowing what he's waiting for. Unquote. Because she's a dirty little slut wife. We love her for it. We love a dirty little slut wife. And then he fucks her, and then she carves his her initial into him. <gasps> That's right. Oh, my God. I honestly, anytime they like whipped out a knife, I, I skipped lines Did until you? we were out of the blood. That's I don't, fair. I don't do blood. That's, that's fair. Like that's why I don't have I don't tattoos either. or piercings oh. because I'm scared of needles and blood and all oh. of it. <clears throat> like I'll just pass out. Yeah, that's why. I would love to get tattoos, but yeah. I'm chicken shit. No, I also have commitment issues. That's fair. I don't know what I would be like. Sure, 
Yeah, I'll look at that forever. Um, Except my husband. <laughs> Get a picture of him. <laughs> no, don't. Just right on my ass. No. So he can look at it while he's that's some weird I, narcissistic I shit. Oh, maybe I should get my tits back there so you can stare at my tits while he fucks me. Damn. Just get nipples on your butt Just, cheeks. Oh, there it is. There you go. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so, yes, she carved. Dude, I should put googly eyes back there one time. <laughs> and not tell him, obviously. Please. So write a little note and just put it in your ass crack. And then okay. when he goes to fuck you, he'll be like, what the fuck is this? I'm doing it. be like, we've been trying to reach you, but your car is extended warranty. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. So anyway, anyway, so he, so she carves her name or her initial into his chest as kind of a, you own me, I own you type of thing. I get it. I'm not about carving my name into people, but I get it. Like, I get the symbolism behind it. Yeah. And they're both on board. Like, they're both... They're both consenting They both adults. like it. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's clear. They both like it. They both like the pain and the pleasure and... Oh, you know what I really loved about this book? So, in the initial... When they first fuck each other in this book. In the shower. Oh, okay. Which is a beautiful scene. Very, very well written, yeah. He, you know, he comes in her, and then he goes, You're, are you on any kind of birth control? Which is not the time to ask. Oh, that did happen. And yep. she's like, no. My like, dad would never My dad wouldn't it. even talk, like, we weren't supposed to have sex, so he wouldn't even entertain the thought of birth control. Mm. And Cal goes, okay, well, I'll set you up with a doctor then. And Elena kind of pauses, and is like, would you use a condom if I asked? Like, if I don't want to go on birth control? And he says, of course, I'm not so old that I don't recognize bodily autonomy. And that is the fucking, like, structure that we should all live by. (laughs) This man who murders and tortures is just like, of course a woman has rights to her own body and decisions. And this is when it's important to remember that he's written by a woman. And we love you, Sapphire. And we love you for that. Yeah, I thought that was a really... Yeah. I'm not so old that I don't recommend bodily autonomy. And I'm like, well, you're not the Supreme Court then. But anyway, next time we're going to read... I would recommend this book to anyone. I'd recommend this book to any and everyone. Love this yeah, if book. You, yeah, if you know that you love, like, smut, you know, obviously, yeah. I um, I have recommended this book to, like, people on TikTok The, like, <clears throat> the mafia vibe, I could, I could do without. And you're not a mafia person. I don't think I'm a mafia person. I don't know what it is about a man. It man. feels so, like, far-fetched to me and, like, very soap opera-y. I like a made man. Like, I watched Guiding Light growing up and there was a mafia family. So, like, all I see are Danny and there was a literal Carmen. Like, and she was a bitch. She was the mom. Like, so I'm just, like, picturing all my Guiding Light people. So next time we're going to be reading... It starts, it starts with, with us. us. We're returning to Coho. If you listen to our episode of It Ends With Us, we're going to be rejoining the world of Lily Atlas. and Atlas and Ryle. And their baby. And their baby. Emerson. Emerson. And I was not a fan of the way It Ends With Us ended, so I'm really hoping for a redemption. I'm giving Coho another chance. We'll see how it goes. Well, I'm excited for... You so, haven't read this one either. I haven't. I'm, so it's I'm brand excited new for, both of us. for like 
the opportunity to read about the love we got such a taste of. Yes. In the first one. Fuck so yes. we'll see. Fuck yes. Yeah. And if you want to see us on Instagram or TikTok, you can find us at Dirty Birdie BC. And if you have any suggestions or your thoughts on the Monsters and Muses series, uh, you can email us at dirtybirdiebc at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Read on, Dirty Birdies. <laughs>